What's up, everybody? This is the Betrayed, the Addicted, and the Expert. My name is Brandon, and I am the Expert. And I'm Ashlyn, and I was the Betrayed. And I'm Kobe, the Recovering Addict. What you're gonna get is three unique perspectives on recovery and tools for hope and healing. Okay, so part two of denial. We're gonna talk, last time we talked about denial for the addict and how uh, denial is the addict's best friend. Um, totally. So let's talk about denial for the betrayed and how that plays itself out. And and it definitely um, denial can step up and and help a, a spouse avoid pain, but the problem is it causes more suffering by staying in denial. So that's interesting. Yeah. Suffering. So um, and Ashlyn, I'll ask you to speak to this in a second, but. I've, I've run a lot of groups where um, I'm the first contact for a person who's dealing with this issue. And so they'll come into a group and oftentimes a wife will come in and she'll sit down and as soon as I start talking or as soon as I ask them to just kind of introduce themselves or check in, they just start crying. They just start, oh, the, emo- wow. the emotions just, just start coming out. And it's an interesting thing because a lot of these women who, who come in, they've been in denial for a long time. And all of a sudden, there's a therapist standing in front of them, talking to them about the problem. Yeah. And it's scary. And it's it's painful. And so everything starts coming up and coming out. So Interesting. Yeah. So Ashton, for you, um, how was it with dealing with the betrayal and and? Did you feel like you you used denial to avoid the pain of it? <laughs> yes. Yeah. For most of our marriage, 14, 15 years. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just that numbing feeling. And I think I've talked about this before when we went to um, our third, second or third therapist that we'd tried. Oh, man. She would say, Ashlyn, what do you feel when Kobe says this? What do you feel? And I'm like, I no idea. I mm-hmm. could not connect with what I was feeling because I was so numbed out. Like, this is not my life. Like, my life's over here right. in this happy bubble that it's <laughs> in my fake reality. Mm-hmm. I think you say that numbing feeling. Mm-hmm. That numbing feeling is a feeling of just like, of nothing. I yeah. don't feel it emotion. It really was. Right? It was strange. Right. But when you allowed yourself to feel emotion, what did you feel? When you faced the reality of the betrayal, what did you feel? Uh, a lot of different emotions. Mm-hmm. Like, if, you know, the emotion mail. Well, it's that up first, it was anger. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't enough. Like, what's wrong with me? A lot of stuff came back on me. Like, what am I doing wrong? Uh-huh. Um, I just felt a lot of, it was kind of both. The anger and stuff was towards Kobe, but then mm-hmm. it was this deep hopelessness to, for myself. Uh-huh. Because, you know, if I'm this way with him, like, I'm going to be that way with anyone, you know? Right. It must be me. Right. So I'm hearing anger. I'm hearing shame. Totally. Right? I mean, you're talking about some painful stuff. Yeah. So there's a reason why you were just shut down and not wanting to go there yeah. and not wanting to face it. Right? And saying, it's your problem. If you're going to do something, it's, it's going to be you. <laughs> right. Right. Now, Kobe, you had two affairs, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. The first affair came. And how did you, how did you handle that, Ashlyn? This was this the deck was totally stacked against. Not you ideally. This. I mean, oh, <laughs> careful there. Close so we, I was Kobe got caught, and mm-hmm. so he told me, okay. and um, 
it was very like we went to our religious leader and went to a therapist and it was basically I was told like just be okay with this kind of get over it because he's moved on he's agreed that he's going to set some boundaries and it's really not that big of a deal because and it was a it was an emotional affair that right. first okay so, so so do you hear the denial there the minimization oh of, absolutely and, and, and notice what happened like you went to a bishop other you talked to other people and they jumped in there and said yeah believe this denial like yeah. don't i mean okay it was just an emotional affair you weren't having sex right, right. Correct. and so um it's easy to go to this place if it's not that painful. It's not, yeah. Oh, it, it was easy. And, and, and like I went there and I set up camp. Like I defended <laughs> that place. Like, and then I was over there bad. going, wait, but it does, like I feel really hurt still. And I would have this anger, but I was very confused. Like, I don't know why I act the way that I do right. to him. Right. But but what's the point of that emotion, Ashlyn? Like, why did you still have feelings of, of anger and disconnection? And... The denial. I was never, nothing was resolved. It was just be done with this. <laughs> right. But, but those emotions were there. The, the emotions weren't the denial. The emotions were there saying, this is a big deal. You need to protect yourself. This is painful. And then you had other people and yourself saying, no, you don't. You need to smile <laughs> and be okay. No one right? needs to know. No one needs to know. Let's go underground with this. And, and, and what I imagine happened is it led to some, just some, some resentment oh, and, yeah. and isolation and loneliness in the marriage. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was pretty ridiculous. And looking back on it, I remember Ashlyn saying for like years after that, like at certain points, like and, and when we started specialized therapy too, um, our third therapist and then specialized therapy, which was our fourth, fourth attempt at, <laughs> fourth at therapy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, she would bring that up like, yeah, but you had this emotional fear. We've never dealt with it. And I was like, no, 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 Everybody said, like... That was so much. I, I have repented. Yeah. 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 Oh, so, it was complete right. rubbish. But it was really just my way of of just circumventing that conversation. But it was still very real for Ashlyn. Right. I mean, if you look up, um, there's a guy by the name of Omar Minwala. It's a weird name. But he, he came up with a list of, it's called multidimensional trauma that a, hmm. a spouse experiences when they experience betrayal and when they're dealing with sex addiction. And, um, you know, I, I, I can't list them all off right now. But if you look at that list, the, the way that, you know, it's an emotional affair, mm -hmm. right? Big deal. Well, it is a big deal. Totally. One, she's still in a relationship with you. And so she's, she needs to try to figure out how to create safety and make it work because she's in a marriage and she has kids with you. Yeah. Um, two, her, her reality and, and like her future is at stake now. She, it's not safe. She doesn't know how that's going to work. Mm -hmm. There's gender wounds. Um, she doesn't know if she's woman enough for you. Mm -hmm. Is she okay? What's wrong with her? There's sexual wounds there. And I could go on and on all of the different ways that that betrayal, whether you had sex with that woman or not, totally. um, it, it, it affected her, right? Completely. And I'm not saying this so that, so that Ashton, you can say, yeah, see, I'm a victim of him. Right. But just to understand what that, what, what she actually was going through, mm -hmm. you know, you, you go to someone else and they're like, not, not that big a deal. Get over it. You didn't do anything that wrong. Totally. Not to her. Right. Yeah. So for sure. Um, that's interesting. Yeah. So a, a wife will, um, or a spouse, they will use all the, the same forms of denial that an addict will. Um, they'll minimize the, the issue and they'll say, ah, oh, it's, it's really not that big a deal. I just need to be nicer and, yeah. and we'll get over this. Right. So that's minimizing it. They'll compartmentalize their life. They'll get really busy. Okay, so you're <laughs> <laughing>. <laughs> I 
I was like a really good designer at this time. There you go. Yeah, work work went work really went, well, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, like to the point where she was like semi national semifinalist in like multiple design contests, and, yeah. and one year she won a national design contest because she was just and just before we had kids too. Right. She was just like all in. Right. And because I wasn't all in. You were avoiding. <laughs> yeah. You're avoding the painful part yeah, of your for life. Sure. That's interesting. Yeah. So so you're shifted. That's that that's two forms of denial. It's it's compartmentalizing. And it's creating a distraction, yeah. we call it. Okay. Yeah. The, um, uh, you, you'll justify behaviors. Um, you'll justify things like totally disconnecting and treating him like crap and being a total jerk to him. You'll also justify having sex with him. Like, I, I don't want to. I don't feel like it. But I have to because I'm not facing the reality of where our relationship is at. Yeah. Right? So you'll be caught up in that denial and not facing what really That's is. That's like insult to injury. <laughs> oh, right? Yeah. That's like yeah. horrific. Yeah. Yeah, where where she feels like forced, but she's rationalizing her way into it oh, because wow. she has to, because she's she's in denial about how she really feels. Yeah. So so when someone's in denial for a long time, the denial protects them from the the pain of the reality, right? But the consequences of staying in denial for a long time, I mean what what are those consequences? Or or what did you see with your with you guys? Well, we were just disconnected. It mm-hmm. led to, there was a span. I think there was, was there how many years in between the first the and second? Affairs. Six? 2006, 2013. So like seven years. Yeah. So it was, <clears throat> we were happy enough. It was that like survival mode, I guess you would say. Uh-huh. And there really wasn't that connection right. for us. And and also but... too, what's interesting about that is, is we had both of our kids, both of our girls in between those years. And so to add to, like, to, to illustrate what um, and I quit distraction working. was, totally. Um, and we had, and, and in that time too, we also had, like, major, like, we lost, like, um, six family members in, like, 18 months. Like, oh Ashlyn gosh. lost her job because the economy took a, a total dive. Um, I lost my job as well. I grew myself out of a, out of a, out of a role at work. So you guys had some pain. We had, to work we had a lot, totally, yeah. right? And and so in as much as so that honestly was at the bottom of. And as silly right. as that is, it really was the bottom of the list, right? Because mm-hmm. so we'd already just, lived at the bottom of the list for so long, right? So just totally. stay in denial there, yeah, right? And, and you know what? Maybe it served you for a while. I think, it did. Like I think you it needed did. to just kind of be in denial about that. For a little while, yeah. Mm-hmm. But then it led into complete disconnection. <laughs> yeah. To the point of the second affair. Yeah. yeah. To be sure. Yeah. And 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 maybe that second affair had something to do with your guys' disconnection. Not to blame it on sure. anything, but you guys were totally disconnected. You were in denial. You were in denial. You weren't working through things together. For sure. Right? For sure. Um. So, so yeah. A- a- another thing that staying in denial will do is it. It creates depression, anxiety, addiction, because um, if you're if you're not fa- the, the only way past something is to go through, through it, it, right? <laughs> yep. And so if you're not going through it, this this thing is still there getting at you, and then you're adding other things to it, and eventually you're you're just going to shut down. So is it possible in in that place of denial for both the betrayed and the addicted to create attachments to other things? or people, or really anything, in lieu of attachment to their partner. Absolutely. And so, like, it, other addictions will come up. I, I'm in pain. I'm in denial about that pain. I'm not dealing with it. So I'm going to 
be play, best friends play with ben video and Jerry. games. Yeah, be best, <laughs> just like I'm gonna avoid life because I can escape there, and I don't have to face what is. Mm-hmm. And so you can escape by laying in bed all day, mm-hmm. or you can escape by eating Ben and Jerry's, right? <laughs> and so yeah, just it feeds addiction. What would you say? I know that distraction was a big one because we really. I mean, we were we were parents. So in that season between those two affairs, it was, we had to both the girls, we dealt with a lot of, a lot of personal issues and stuff, loss and, and so forth with everything that we knew. But, um, you know, actually that was a time in Idaho Falls where you started like the ladies activity club, which is pretty interesting. Yeah. But how else would you say you, uh, would, would, did you? I read a lot, which is like, you go into that other world. I read mm-hmm. a lot of like romance, no, which is silly, but yeah. it would like, oh, this is my happy life. Cause when I'm in this book mm-hmm. and I don't read them anymore. That's funny. That but... is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I it's used an to escape. Read... Yeah, yeah. Totally escape. Interesting. Well, I no. read more than two. Actually, nothing about it. I was also traveling, but I read more than two. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I, as I don't know if our audience can feel this, but as we talk about your denial, Ashlyn, I can feel the emotion there yeah. a little bit. And, and the pain there yeah. a little bit. And, and, and that's what it's like to get out of denial. It's, oh, that this is, there's a reality here. Mm-hmm. And when I look at that reality, it's hard. Yeah. Right. And it's painful, but it's so much better to be able to, to hold that and to look at it so that you can move forward. Right. And if you get out of that denial and you, you face it and you work through that, then, then, then what happens? You find Man. connection. You find you know, progress and help. And... That pain can turn into a blessing yeah. and, it, and it will turn into a blessing because you just went through something really hard. Mm-hmm. You've learned how to work through it totally. and, and it could lead to connection. Mm-hmm. It could lead to you being stronger and dealing with emotions. Yeah. Right. Somebody said you turn the crappy into the happy. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I like it that gives too. you that opportunity. Yeah. That's so we got a question, um, uh, from our last podcast that, that really, plays in right here and she asks it was something like look I feel crazy because he's in denial all the time um, but I don't want to completely disconnect and just totally be a jerk to him but I also don't want to feel crazy anymore right and so I want to talk about what to what do, do, we do with okay. his denial okay so for the betrayed when when he's in denial and he just can't connect to him because he's minimizing, justifying, rationalizing, everything izing there is to do. <laughs> um, that was totally me. That was totally me. Yeah. What do you do? So, so okay. So um, most people will fight. Most people go into drama and just like get defensive and try to prove to him how crazy he is and wrong he is. And, and what that will do is push him further from you and push him further into denial, right? And so um, first thing is you need to have your own boundaries in place. Boundaries are so important. But if you have your own boundaries in place, then you can actually hold his pain for the reason why he's in that denial. And this this is, you guys, this is advanced recovery for the betrayed. Okay. Sounds like it would take like an enormous amount of mindfulness. It would take mindfulness. It takes vulnerability. Empathy. <laughs> empathy. So think about it. He's going crazy and he's doing all these, all, all these crazy things in his, addiction. whether he knows it or not, whether he knows it or not. Okay. Um, why? Because I, I mean, I, I did that because I'm so uncomfortable with facing reality that I would rather just sit in sit in these other alternative realities. Okay. He's on, so you're on, I'm in pain. I'm, I'm in 
pain, uncomfortable, all those things. You're in massive amounts of pain. Yeah. Right. So does that justify you treating her poorly? Like in no way. In no way. <laughs> that's the, that's what recovery Kobe says. But back then, <laughs> I would actually probably almost say that I was more of the kind that would say, "Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll go play extra video games or I'll." Um, I will act out just to show you because you're being mean to me. Another form, would, of, another form of denial, that, that's blaming. Yeah. It's, see, I, I can do this because you're so horrible. Yeah, yeah. But okay, so it doesn't justify you treating her poorly. In no way. Right? And, but, but yet you can still connect to, he's doing all this because he's in pain. Mm -hmm. There's a reason why he's doing this. So Ashlyn, if you have your boundaries in place... You can say, look, I'm not okay with this. This doesn't work when you say this to me or when you treat me this way. I'm not okay with that. I do see that you're hurting. I see you're in pain. I see you're struggling in your addiction. That must be really hard. And this doesn't work for me, right? So, so I'm not, I'm not going to jump into crazy town with you here. That, does, this, that won't work for me. But I, I get it. I see what's going on with you. Do you see? Do you see both? Mm -hmm. You're holding that space, but at the same time, you're saying, "I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna enable and get codependent with mm. what you're doing here, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold boundaries mm -hmm. around that, right?" That's really, that's really good. So you can connect to his pain, <clears throat> Ashlyn. I, I ran a group on Monday. Um, it was a women's group. There's, there's nine women there, and we talked about validating and connecting to his pain, hmm. and um, these women in some of them wanted to like punch me in the face because <laughs> they're like are you kidding me, me this is really stretching me? the betrayed oh right it's here, stretching right? them far yeah and, and so we talked about why that's so scary well he's in denial he's gonna hurt me and the truth is one, one of the examples we gave which was silly but we, I, I was saying you could you could empathize with hitler now hitler's crazy right. and he's hurtful and if you have boundaries and you know he can't get to you in certain ways, you can understand why he's so crazy and hurtful and harmful. Mm -hmm. um, and, and you can hold that space. And not to compare all right. addicts to Hitler. <laughs> Sorry, guys. That's I'm, not I'm what not. I'm trying to do at all. Yeah. Um, but, but if he's in a lot of denial, you can empathize with the reasons why. Right. right? And you can hold that space for him. So, well, and I think this may be totally off topic, but I've, I felt this way and a lot of the women I've talked to in betrayal trauma, it's like, it's, it's a hard boundary to say, I'm going to feel empathy for you and hold that space. But I also feel like if I do that, it's showing that I don't care and that this is okay. Like I want to punish you. I want to give license and title. Mm -hmm. And so it's, I feel, I feel like that was really like yeah. fence. I had to cross and say, I'm okay with this. Like, this is how I'm going to do it. But, but here's, here's one thing you can do is you can say, now, if you're educated about denial and you see what he's doing, then you can say, um, look, I'm not okay with you lying to me. Like you're rationalizing and justifying and all this. Yeah. But if you want to open up to me and get vulnerable about how you're feeling, I'm here for you. Right. Right. So I'm, I'm here, but I'm not going to listen to denial land over here. The Crazy same town, thing. Yeah. Right. Um, so it's, it's really hard. Ashlyn to, to find that that place to, to do that so interesting yeah. um did uh, uh, the crazy town I want to talk about that a little bit we <laughs> okay. call it crazy making for okay. the betrayed um when when the addict is in a lot of denial um the betrayed gets to a point sometimes where they don't know what is up and what is down and mm -hmm. sideways and 
and they're trying to make sense of it all, what's happening in my marriage, in my life, and he tells me one thing, but he's doing another, and yep. when I'm nice, he's mean, and when, I, when I'm when i mean, he's overly nice. I mean, chaos. It's, it's chaos. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It's confusing. Yeah. Yeah. And so I just want to say, if you're feeling that way, that's common, but there's probably a lot of denial going on and, and just, just recognize that. And there's probably some things going on behind the scenes that you don't know about that need to be addressed. And you can step out of that and just say, whether you're justified or not and saying, I feel crazy, you don't have to have the facts. You can just say, I feel crazy. Something's not working. Yeah. We need to address this in some way. Yeah. Right? I like that. That's so, really good. That's really good. No. Right. Any other thoughts, Ash, no. on this? And uh, not only in, in, in your own perspective, but anything that you that stands out from, um, you know, communication, emails, messages, whatever, from, from the betrayed? No. Nope, I think this that. is super good, and I, and I think it's important to, to um, I guess, f- being the, the, the recovering addict speaking to, um, to the betrayed, um, I, I think the, the biggest difference for us in getting to where you're talking about what we've discussed today is having the right kind of specialized help and whether or not your partner is ready, the addicted is ready to actually take the steps. You can actually learn this as much as it's going to suck. It's possible for you with the right kind of specialized help to get there. Right. And, um, just know that, uh, that it's possible because I mean, we did it. You know, I've worked with women whose husbands are as far as they can go in their sex addiction and they are, um, they've accepted it, and when I, when I say that, what I mean is, they're they're not in denial about their their husband's addiction. They mm-hmm. they've accepted it, but they have their boundaries. Mm-hmm. Um, they're safe, and they're so powerful because they're grounded in reality. They're they're helping other women. They're sponsoring other women. They're talking openly about That's about cool. the the ways that they've dealt with the pain that that they've gone through. Yeah, and it, it's 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 awesome, but. In order for them to get there, they've had to go through that pain, and they've had to face that, that you know, deal with deal with that denial. So, wow. yeah. Well, this has been awesome, and appreciate you guys being here with us. Whether you're watching, whether you're listening, this has been uh, this has been tremendous. So, um, can I add a couple things? Yeah, yeah, please. Uh, check out our website. Uh, the it's not the betrayed addicted <laughs> expert. It's betrayedaddictedexpert.com. Okay. Um, and then I'm running a retreat in Alaska at the end of June that uh, check out our website men's retreat a men's retreat for for men totally excited about that I'm I'm uh, I'm gonna go with Kobe's gonna come I'm talking pretty exciting actually and and in truth though this I'm excited about this because there's like because I have tackled this layer right of of addiction for me and and my shame resilience is very high and I've really worked hard on my skill set does not mean that I'm like squared away in, in other parts of life right. to be sure. And this is one of the reasons why I'm going to go because I'm like, this really is like a, a, a selfish uh, reason, if you will, to, to continue to work on me. Yeah. Well, and, and it just happens reason, to be in Alaska. Too, you know what? Which is super cool. <laughs> <I> know. <laughs> well, one reason I do it is, is it facilitating it. Like it helps me work on me yeah. and, and it's awesome. And it like, is the <laughs> like the podcast, like the podcast. Totally. So check out uh, reclaim your heart retreats.com for info on that. Is cool. there a link on the betrayed? Uh, there will be soon. Awesome. <laughs> Very cool. All right. Thanks, guys. If you like this, please share. Leave a review if you will, too, because this uh, that helps more people figure out where we are and yeah. it helps other people figure out where help is. So thanks, guys. See you guys.